Welcome in, everybody. This is the first episode of the Be Freaking Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Josh. This is my mom, Angela Belford. Um, she is the author of Be Freaking Awesome, a book she wrote a few years back. Um, and this is going to be a little interesting first first episode because we're going to talk about the book a little bit, talk about what it means to be freaking awesome. And I still have not read her book. Um, I don't know if she knows that, <laughs> but it's been out for a few years and I haven't read it. I just feel, I feel weird because... Sometimes she, I'm I'm in it. I know I am, and I don't know if I want to read about it. So, um, do you know that you're in it? Yeah, you made me sign the page that I'm in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, see, gotcha. Um, all right. Well, Angela, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? I'm Angela Belford. I have three children. Josh is the son. I also have an oldest and a youngest. They are daughters, so he is not the middle child. He is the son. And I have been, I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've been married to Barry for 27 years. And I own the Belford Group, which is a marketing agency that specializes in content marketing for service-based businesses here in Northwest Arkansas. And there's probably lots more we'll explore throughout this podcast. It's funny that you say I'm not the middle child because I'll do things sometimes and people are like, oh, you're such a middle child. I'm like, don't put me in that box, all right? Man, like, I'm, maybe I am a middle child, but don't put me in the box of that. I do this because I'm, that's who I am, not because I'm a middle child. I don't, I don't like that box, you know? But um, Yeah. I'll, I just really don't want to give you any opportunity to whine. <laughs> that's my deal. <laughs> maybe one of these days we can have... Put your own space. We can have one of my uh, sisters on as a guest, but... For now, I get to be the one with the podcast with mom, not them, because I'm more awesome than they are. Um, so let's just wait. So, Josh, like when you were a kid, what was your password for all of your email? I'm not answering that question remember? on a na- nationwide podcast. It's still my password for everything. Oh, <laughs> this is a password. I texted dad earlier today to make the password for our our podcast account. So you not- have to tell it. You don't don't tell him the numbers to go with it. But I'm not, it's t- I'm not telling them any of it. <laughs> That's a, that's a Does it have the word awesome in your password? It might have the word awesome in my password. There you go. Maybe. Okay. Please don't steal my identity, <laughs> people. Thanks for that. Um, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, being freaking awesome, what does that mean? To be freaking awesome is uh, really about mindset, I think, because... I mean, the book has a subtitle of Developing a Success Mindset for a Remarkable Life. And I really want to hone in on the word remarkable means, you know, worthy of making a remark. It is not boring. It is not fine. How are you? Fine. hate that. And I say it sometimes, but I just don't like it. Another way to think about it is a well-designed life. So... Let's imagine that you are going to the mailbox and you open up an envelope and it's a very, very official looking envelope and inside it has a golden ticket. It's legit, legitimately a golden ticket that tells you that you can go anywhere in the world, all expenses paid. You don't have to worry about kids. You don't have to worry about school. You don't have to worry about anything related to your day-to-day work. And for two whole weeks all expenses paid, you get to go somewhere. What are you going to spend? And and that trip leaves in six weeks. 
What do you think you're going to spend the next six weeks doing? Josh, you get this envelope. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to be planning out those that two-week trip to like a T, um, probably telling <laughs> people about it, probably trying to convince at least one or two friends to come with me. That's probably an idea. There you go. Exactly. You're going to figure out where you're going to go, what do you need to get there, what do you need to pack, and then what do you want to do when you get there. So you'd spend six whole weeks planning this two-week trip. A lot of us do spend six weeks or a year planning our two-week vacation. But then when it comes to our life, then people just let fate be in charge of their, of their, the captaining their ship. And so I think that life is like a trip and that we should set out our path and we should and live it year after year with intention and design and there are things that are going to happen to us that we cannot control but we can control like how we think about it we can control what skills that we develop we can think about what we have picked up in our life in our little baggage of life and that needs to be unpacked and things that need to be added to that and So I think to be freaking awesome, you have to design the life you want, figure out what it takes to get there, and then live it and tell others how awesome it is. Um, With that, that, do you mean like making goals every year and striving for those goals, or is it more than that? Yeah, great question. I think that goals are a piece of it and a part of it, but there's also an element of like thinking about how you want to live and how you want to approach life. Because we can set goals and then pandemics can happen. And we can set goals and uh, car car wrecks happen. And we don't have the same car that we thought that we were going to have. And so a lot of it has to do with how do you want to approach life? What is your mindset toward life? Are you going to be the kind of person that learns from every failure that happens or are you going to be the kind of person that gets really mad when things don't go your way are you going to be the kind of person that is a curmudgeon and is cranky all the time and is whiny and a victim so i think it's about how we want to travel in life and then the goals are definitely a big component because i think if we don't set a destination for some places that we want to go and some stops along the journey then we're never actually going to get there so one thing that i i hear about a lot like in society is that people they they struggle to like get to like almost to happiness with their goals and so some people will set a goal of like oh this year i want to get a promotion right i want to get from assistant manager to manager of whatever, right? And then once they get there, it's hard to enjoy it because it's like, oh, well, what's next? Like, well, like why? I, I, I reached my goal. I'm a manager now. And that comes with these perks or whatnot. But now it's like, oh, I want to become VP. And so people then kind of struggle to, and then once they get to the top, it's like, well, now what do I strive for? Like, and they never enjoy, they didn't really enjoy that at all. And they technically reached their goals, but like they grinded really hard for it. And some people enjoy that, but then now they're stuck. Like, well, I didn't really have any fun doing any of that. And I've reached the, where I've wanted to. And I don't like, Oh, cool. Like I, now I have to work really hard and 
I can't really enjoy it because now I don't have a next thing to strive for. What would you say to someone that's kind of stuck in like a, a corporate mindset like that? Yeah, it's a great question. I think there is a lot of people that are always on that. And I would say we have to go back to the root of why you set the goals because you can set a goal that is to add fulfillment to your life and to be growing you as a person or you can set a goal that you hope when you get that goal that you will feel better about yourself. So I'll give you an example. Back Way back in the day before Josh was here, I was actually a Mary Kay sales director, or I was in Mary Kay sales. And, you know, my job was to go out and show people the Mary Kay product and show them how to use the product and sell that. And it was a very stressful time in life. I had a small child. Sammy was less than two. And there were days where if I didn't sell some skincare products, then I wasn't sure how we were going to pay the electric bill. And I had had a pretty tumultuous childhood, which I'm sure I'll share throughout this course. If you of this podcast, if you read the book, you'll kind of get the highlights. But I basically thought there was something wrong with me. Like there is, I have four different families. Nobody wanted to keep me. Something must be wrong with me. I've got a great idea. I am going to achieve my way to success. So I set the goal to earn a car with Mary Kay Cosmetics. Here are the parameters that you do to to earn that car. And I did it in 12 months. I was the youngest car driver in Northwest Arkansas. My biggest complaint was that I had to pay under 25 insurance. Because if you were under 25 and you drove a Mary Kay car, you had to pay an extra $30 a month. And we had to pay it for both my husband and I. And I can remember people being really, really mad. And at me going that I was like mad about paying the insurance. They were like, are you kidding? Can you imagine having accomplished this at 25? And I just didn't get it. I was 23. The other thing I didn't get though was at night I would still be like, crap. I still feel like crap about myself. Like I still am not there. And so, oh, there's another level of success. I'm going to become a director. And so I started working on becoming a director and actually completed the qualifications for directorship when Josh was three weeks old, which is crazy. My husband was in school full-time, working 40 hours a week. I had a three-year-old and a three-week-old, and I'm finishing directorship. To say that I was trying to earn my way into feeling better is an understatement. And shockingly, I got there, and I still felt like crap. And nine months later, I had not maintained the requirements to keep my job and directorship and had to go to therapy and actually unpack all of the stuff from my childhood to be able to be okay. So you have to get to a point where you're okay and love yourself enough regardless of your accomplishment. And so now when I set goals, to contrast that, I don't set a goal to feel good about myself. I set a goal because I know that in in achieving that goal, I will have to grow myself. I will have to grow my empathy. I will have to love myself more. I will have to heal. I will have to forgive. I will have to. And so for me, goal setting helps me to just become a better version of myself. I'm fine now. I'm good now. I love myself now. And I will, I want to continue to keep evolving. So be freaking awesome is, is literally the idea of be, which is like 
stop right now. You are freaking awesome. The state of, we are human beings. And you can continue to grow and evolve. I often say that, that your intention is what determines whether or not something's good or bad. So like if you drink a beer with pizza because you like it because it tastes good, then there's nothing wrong with that. If you drink a beer because you've had a stressful week and you're trying to take the edge off, well, you're flirting with addiction and you're using something to numb your pain or to numb your stress instead of processing that emotion. I got you. Um, that leads me to one of my favorite quotes. It's from Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. He says, just because you know how the story is going to end doesn't mean you can't enjoy the journey. And so it's saying, like, kind of like what you're saying, like, if you know that you're going to reach your goal and you're ready towards that goal, you can enjoy that journey. And that journey is even more a part of it than the actual goal. Because that goal, like, yeah, you get to a place, but it's likely that that journey is going to affect you a lot more than getting to that goal. So that's kind of a cool connection right there. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that I have, there's one of the mentors I listened to. She said, if you don't enjoy the process of becoming this new thing, like becoming the manager, becoming a coach, becoming a whatever, you're not going to enjoy being that role. Mm -hmm. So if in the process of setting that goal to, to be that, it would be like somebody setting the goal to say, I want to be a mom and then come to find out they don't actually like the, everything that's involved with being a mom and everybody has their days, but you have to enjoy the, the getting there as well as the being there. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense. So, uh, we're going to shift a little bit from that. Uh, where did be freaking awesome come from slash start? How did that kind of come about? Yeah, so I would say that my whole life has been about attaining excellence. Like that is how things are, we are known. I've had clients that have said for our marketing agency, Angela, you demand a higher level of excellence in my marketing than I demand and expect. And so it's sort of the kind of my life philosophy is to be be better than you were yesterday. And so I was part of a network marketing uh, organization and was scheduled to be one of three speakers this one evening. And it was going to be, we were just doing like a, just leadership development in general and team building type of exercise. And, and so I had prepared two or three bullet points and I get there and the host of this meeting said, Hey, I feel like I'm supposed to just introduce you and turn you loose. And and that person had paid me to speak before, so I had done lots of training and, and workshops for this, this team in a paid speaking capacity. And when you show up as a paid speaker, then, you know, your hair's done, your makeup's done, like you dressed all nice, right? Like you... You, you put on the costume. And that night, I had showed up as a team member. I literally am in flip-flops and a t-shirt. I don't know why that's important, but it, it kind of is. Recently, somebody who was that night said, no, what was so powerful about that night is that you weren't on. It was just you, like 100%. And so I'm here I'm like, uh, I've prepared like a 15-minute talk, and now you want me to talk for 45 minutes. Okay, here we go. And I got a weird sensation that like this is going to be something inspiring incredible. And so I actually said, Hey, Barry, why don't you go ahead and record it? So in the 
course of giving my talk, and I had just that week had just started up again on writing my book after having put it aside for two years. And I was kind of grumbly and complaining about having to write a book. I didn't really want to and felt like I was being called to. And I go, here's the bottom line. If you want to be really successful in network marketing, you just have to be freaking awesome. That's, that's it. And one of my friends wrote really big, Be Freaking Awesome by Angela Belford. And, I was, and she goes, I want my picture taken so that way I can say I knew you then and I know you now. And I was like, oh, that's a book I can write. Because it really just summed up, and I could come up with all of these examples of how that was how I wanted to live my life, is, is just this, this pursuit of excellence. Accept where you are and be better tomorrow. So it was really a crazy Saturday night training in flip-flops. Um, so I'm, we're going we're gonna to shift to my super secret surprise comment. Um, I'll let, I'll let you uh, kind of expose it, though. So you kind of said it earlier, but where did you get the idea of the word awesome from? I, well, my son, for years and years. There it I'm is. Yeah, it was me. I was, I was, I'm very awesome, everybody. That's all I wanted her to say. Did you hear that, Sammy and Lexi? She said I was awesome, and she got the idea for her book from me. So... Um, she said all that story, but in reality, it was it was me. Um, just so you guys know. Um, what does being freaking awesome? I can't even remember how many T-shirts I have bought you that say like "Awesome Saurus" and "Awesome Saw." I mean, like if there is a T-shirt that is in the little boy section that says "Awesome," I bought it for you during your growing up years. Um, speaking 100%. of uh, T-shirts with "Be Freaking Awesome" on it, we will post the link um, to the uh, the shop where you can buy "Be Freaking Awesome" gear um, with this podcast. Um, so, little humble plug. Um, anyways, what does being freaking awesome look like for you today? So today, I would say, actually, in the book, I described my ideal life. And I said in there that my ideal day, I had gone through this training program, and it said you have to write out what your ideal day is. My ideal day was like, wake up and chat with my husband, do yoga, do some writing, work on client work for my marketing business, go to coffee and dinner with friends. And I would say seven out of 10 days, if I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that's the exact layout. I need to add yoga besides the yoga in the mornings. That is how my days go. So in the mornings, I blocked off time from nine to 11 that I'm working on my second book. And then I usually am checking in from 11 and lunchtime with the um, with our marketing agency. I would say that part of my success is that two of my three children are working in the business. So not only am I friends with my children, but they actually trust us enough to work in the business. Of course, five years from now, this podcast, this may be an out-of-date episode if they've gone on to bigger and bigger things, but it's a lot of fun to work with them. And it's also fun to not be responsible for the day-to-day, so it's lovely that my husband and staff take care of a lot of the day-to-day ops so that I can just do vision and direction. So Be Freaking Awesome means that my job as a coach, I spend a lot of, when I'm not doing those things, then I'm also a health coach and I'm 
getting certified to be a life coach, which means I spend a lot of my time loving on people and and encouraging people so that their journey is freaking awesome. I love my coaching clients and helping them identify what are their goals, how to break it down, how to overcome obstacles, and just being able to be kind of a front row seat on their journey. It's like sort of the best of both worlds. I get to get to have my own journey, but then also as a coach get to be the, you know, president and front row of the cheering squad for peop- for a lot of my clients. That's cool. Um, I'm just going to say thank you to you because even without you being my coach or anything or me reading your book about it, I have kind of done that what uh, like you just said yourself you kind of have built the life that you want and I'm in the process of doing that right now you know so um, in a year's time I'm going to have a biblical studies degree uh, a supply chain management degree with a minor in marketing I'll be working for the Belfort group still probably Um, and I'll be finishing up my first season as a touring disc golf pro and so um, this past year I decided that's what I wanted to do I wanted to travel compete in some manner and I decided that that was going to be disc golf um, and I'm going to be doing it while still still working so I'm going to get to do multiple things that I like to do and so even without you being a coach for me I'm I'm in the process of building the life that I want and how what that looks like so you definitely have taught it well even through accident thanks man yeah uh hey well now that we uh, are talking about that why are you going to be a touring disc golf pro like how did that come about (laughs) um it came about because so about let's see like what is it's november so about 11 months ago i got broken up with with uh, this girl i've been dating for a while and it kind of sucked for a while but um there was one day i was working i was working as a bartender at the time and my buddies came in to hang out with me and they're just like like the the disc golf season was starting so we were talking about the first tournament and they're like dude why don't you just like forget girls forget doing actual stuff and go travel playing disc golf because uh, my buddy mason martin his his brother morgan martin had told him the same thing he's like dude why aren't you just like at the time he didn't have a job he's like why aren't you just like going to play disc golf like just do what you like to do you do it all the time anyways go try to do it and make money doing it um and so Mason said, it, he's like, if it, at the time, if I didn't have a girlfriend that I was likely going to get married to, I'll knock on wood. They've been together for a while, but I'll knock on wood for him. But he's like, if I wasn't dating Reese, then I would right now be, it was February at the time. So he's like, right now I would be on the slopes working as a ski instructor. And then once the, once skiing was done, I would be going to play disc golf. And so he's like, you don't have a girl holding you back now that you have to try to provide a future for. And so why not and so um it was kind of like that it was this past february i was like you're right why not i have 12 months to get myself ready for it whatever that takes and so um doing something every single day heading towards that goal and have you uh had to overcome any obstacles uh yes i'm currently overcoming an obstacle of uh i tore my acl my meniscus at the time of this uh i uh, exactly four weeks out from surgery now so tw- uh, was that 28 days um they do it by weeks so however many weeks are in like a normal like six months so what 24, 24. weeks 
So I have 24 weeks until I'm going to be fully back 100%. Um, so that is a quite a big obstacle because it it takes out uh, half of what I'm able to do with disc golf. And it was actually probably more than that because I was a majority. If you don't know disc golf, this, you won't really know what I'm talking about. But uh, I was majority backhand thrower, and I can't throw backhand throws anymore. I can only throw forehand. So um takes away half the throws I'm able to do, and it takes away probably 80% of the throws that I did do. Um, so I can, I can work on s- some things, but um, right now I'm having to just kind of focus on uh, the mental part of it and then the close game uh, inside of 33 feet inside circle one is what they call it so yeah putting for yeah, those putting. of us amateurs that don't know what that <laughs> yeah. is so putting yes putting um so that's Excellent. that's kind of yeah. what my life's going to look like and right now what it looks like is rehab and strengthening the knee back up and not getting to play soccer either which is another big part of my life even if i'm not going to be traveling to play soccer i will I would usually be playing lots of soccer this winter and not going to get to do any of that. So that's okay though. Um, it's cold. So I'll be right. <laughs> you have a, you have an in- incredible ability to just keep going and not let anything hold you back. It's really, really fun Thanks. to watch. Um, well, I was a little sappy. Just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like you, you raised, I remember 10 years ago, 14-year-old Josh, and mm, I don't even know. <laughs> I couldn't have imagined 10 years ago that guy was going to have just an incredible work ethic, and he was kind of a snot-nosed knucklehead. Okay, well, so mean. it's beautiful to watch. So. That was really rude. <laughs> so I was I'll great s- then. I'll you offset guys, the I, uh, s- I think sap. so, at least. <laughs> <laughs> keep going what's the next question um so i think that's about all the time we have for today i think we're going to do a follow-up episode with a little bit more information about be freaking awesome but um i would like in the comments if you can i want you guys to um tell me what you think about this working title for my mom's second book we're thinking about calling it being freaking awesomer um, or something along those lines <laughs> something about being awesomer be freaking awesomer maybe that um, I don't think she likes it, but we're, I'm trying to force it on her. So, uh, I need, I need lots of support in the comments, um, and in the reviews and everything. Tell her about how amazing of a title that is. Or we could use the title Traveling Light, How to Be Freaking Awesome. I don't know. Call me crazy. No, the Be Freaking Awesome Merge just has this, like, nice ring to it, you know? As a second, as like a second oh, one, my. the, you know? But... Um, thanks for listening to our first podcast um, it was fun we're going to have a good time with this um, it won't always be just about necessarily being freaking awesome everything will tie into that but we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff uh, I'm going to try to convince her to one or two times let's just have an SEC football talk we'll see what she says about that um, well so we've said that this is going to be about success business and life so I guess you could try to pitch the SEC football talk as life, especially after I go to the LSU oh, game. Right, I did hear you going to that game earlier. It's not really fair, but okay. Hopefully, we win in Death Valley. That should be pretty crazy. So, um, anyways, thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, once again, my name is Josh Belford. This was Angela Belford. Um, 
thanks for listening and getting to know us a little bit more.